Hello and welcome to this message from the river. We hope that this message from Pastor Billy Pate inspires and challenges you towards a greater relationship with Jesus Christ. Now let's join Pastor Billy Pate for another exciting message. You say come to the have your Bibles, go ahead and open them up this morning. We're going to go um, to Luke chapter 10. Let me grab my water right quick. Luke chapter 10 and verse 2. And I want to begin a new series with you this morning called God with Us. Uh, And it's going to be a series on the Holy Spirit. We're going to be talking about the Holy Spirit over the next uh, few weeks, really leading up to Pentecost Sunday, which is about four weeks away, counting today. Uh, And I think that when we talk about the Holy Spirit, I think that there are a lot of misunderstandings. I think there are a lot of misconceptions about who the Holy Spirit is, what He wants to do in our life. And what that really does is it ends up creating distance between us and Him. It creates a chasm. When there's a misconception, it creates space, right? It creates a a chasm between the the thing that you misunderstand. And and the church has not always, I'm talking about the church in general, has not always done a great job of characterizing the Holy Spirit and presenting Him to to people. Uh, Even in choosing a series title for this series on the Holy Spirit, I wanted to be careful what I called the, the series Uh, so that I didn't create any kind of false concepts or distance between you and Him uh, over the course of the next few weeks. And so in preparing this series and seeking the heart of God and really what to call it, I did what any anointed, prayer-filled, spirit-led man of God would do, and I Googled it. (laughs) And so here are some of the series titles that I found by Googling. Is that a word, Googling? Okay, it is today. Googling Holy Spirit series titles. Here's the first one. The first one, I fell asleep just reading it. And I thought, oh dear God, uh, if the church really did title this, their, their series on the Holy Spirit, I don't, I don't know. And that was this, a systematic study of pneumatology. Exactly. I'm tired already, aren't y'all? A systematic study of pneumatology. First of all, this, you have to understand this, that pneumatology is the study of the Holy Spirit. So in reality, the title is a systematic study of the study of the Holy Spirit. We're so deep in the weeds here that we're not even studying the Holy Spirit. We're just studying how we study the Holy Spirit. I was thinking also, just my way my brain works, in this series... You know, another thing about this title is that you let a super spiritual person hear that and instead of telling people they're spirit-filled, they're going to go around telling people that they're a certified pneumatologist. I'm a certified pneumatologist. Here's another serious title. The Other Guy. The Other Guy was the title. A new series on the Holy Spirit. We might as well call that Christianity's Weird Cousin, right? Here's another title, Ghost Stories. If that doesn't create a spooky atmosphere, I don't know what else. The church down the street from that one wanted to one-up the one before them, so they called their Holy Spirit series The Haunting. Where are we headed with this thing, right? You talk about goofy. 
And then another one was called Wild Goose Chase. Now, I've heard him related to a dove, but I've never heard him related to a goose. Not even a goose, but a wild goose, right? And so you have to chase him down if you want God to move in your life. No. And my point in all this is this, simply by just making light of those things. None of this has to be complicated. None of this has to be spooky. None of this has to be weird. None of this even has to be evasive. Because the Holy Spirit is God with us. That's it, right? He is God with us. He is our friend. He is our comforter. He is our guide. He is our helper. He is the one who empowers us for life. He is God with us. He's always there. He's always aware of me. I like that, that I have a God that is always aware of me. He's always working in me. And He's always working for me to perform my highest good. That's who the Holy Spirit is. He's the parent who never loses sight of his child. Amen. Anybody ever lost sight of their child? God doesn't lose sight of you. He knows exactly where you are and He knows exactly what you're going through. He is my saving grace. He is my stability. He is my sanity. He is my peace and my center. He is my God who lives inside of me and every day of my life helps me to overcome the struggles in this world. And so my hope is this, that through this series we will come to the realization that even though as a Christian I have the Holy Spirit in my life, I need Him more and more every single day. I want to be open to Him. I want Him to invade every corner of my life. You never go wrong seeking more of God. And my challenge to you is that through this next few weeks we seek more of God. So would you help me pray as I preach to you the plan of the Holy Spirit. Father, we thank you this morning for your spirit in this place. What you've already done in the altars, what you've already done in the lives of people, God. We can leave right now and know that we've been to church. And Father, we thank you for that. Thank you for the change that's taking place already in this house. Lord, open our hearts to you. Open our desire to you, Father, and let us seek more and more of you in our lives. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. The Holy Spirit is the equipper and facilitator for the fulfillment of God's plan here on earth. You know, from the beginning, God's plan was very simple. It was always reconciliation. That God, from the very beginning, even before He made anything on this earth, it says that before the foundation of the earth, a lamb was slain. So God already had a plan of reconciliation long before He made any created thing. And since the fall of man, God has been working towards that end. He has placed prophets along the way. He has placed godly men and women along the way, all pointing back to Him and His desire to be made uh, close to man again. The Holy Spirit is He who works reconciliation in this earth. Everything He has done on this earth to this point has been for that purpose and that end. He worked through Noah to build an ark so that mankind could be restored back to Him. The Holy Spirit worked through prophets, men like Moses and Elijah and Elisha and Samuel and Isaiah and Nehemiah and others to point towards God and the coming Savior, Jesus Christ. He worked through kings such as David, Solomon, Jehoshaphat, Hezekiah and Josiah to showcase kingdom rule and kingdom authority. Throughout the timeline of humanity, the Holy Spirit has moved upon men and women yielded to Him to accomplish His work in reconciling humanity back to Himself. And that is still His plan today. His desire is to move through yielded men and women 
of God to bring lost people back home, to restore the broken relationship between God and man. God wants to use you to do just that, and He empowers you with His Spirit to do it. Luke chapter 10 verse 2 says, Then He said to them, The harvest truly is great, but the laborers are few. Therefore pray the Lord of the harvest to send out laborers into His harvest. To accomplish the mission of God in this life, the mission of the believer, the Holy Spirit does three things. And they're simple things. His plan for every single person in this room is a simple three-fold plan. The first thing that He does is He calls us. He calls each and every one of us. Every person in this room has a calling on their life. No, I'm not talking about your cell phone going to ring and on the other line is the Holy Spirit. But I am talking about a calling when we're speaking of how the Holy Spirit leads us to a purpose that we have. God created us for a purpose. And before He returned to heaven, Jesus promised to send the Holy Spirit to take His place. See, what was once confined to the person of Jesus, the power, the wisdom, the mission of God, has now been deposited and released into the life of every single person who serves Jesus because the Holy Spirit resides in our lives. Scripture says, send out laborers. The laborers are the men and women that are called by God. You are called by God to serve the mission of God. I'll say that again. You are called by God to serve the mission of God. When you were formed in your mother's womb, it wasn't by chance. It wasn't at random. And you were carefully and perfectly crafted by the hand of God for a specific purpose, part of His purpose. For a specific purpose for your life. Now I want you to look at the person next to you and tell them, I am perfectly crafted. Enjoy, right? This is perfection right here next to you. God made you for a day that He would call you. God made you for a day that He would call you. He made you for a day that would come when God would awaken you to a purpose in your life. Nothing is by chance. Nothing is by accident. It is all by design this morning. God made you on purpose. People may have told you your entire life you're not going to amount to anything. That's a lie from the pit of hell. People may have told you all your life that you were a mistake, that you were an accident, that you were not a forethought, but God says, I made you in your mother's womb and I crafted you for a purpose and I made you by design. You have something to accomplish in this life and every person within the sound of my voice and those that are beyond it are still called by God to complete that purpose. Amen. You are what you are today because God has a plan. Boy, that's tough to handle for some of us, isn't it? When we look around and we see some of the people in this room, we're thinking, are you kidding me? No. You are who you are today because God has a plan. That doesn't mean it doesn't need to be redeemed. It doesn't mean it doesn't need to align with God's Word and His will. But it does mean that God made us on purpose for a plan today. And if we will find that and seek that, we will discover value in our lives that we cannot find any other way. Your uniqueness and individuality is exactly what God plans on using for His plan. It's the Holy Spirit that calls us to that plan. He's the one who deals with our heart about our purpose.
He is the one who prompts us to seek the will of God. He is the one that leads us and encourages us to take a risk and do something that can actually change people's lives. So let me make this very clear this morning. Regardless of who you are, regardless of your personality, regardless of what you've been through, what you're going through, what you've done or haven't yet done, God has a calling on your life today. And He has something He made for you. He has part of His plan carved out for you. And it is the Holy Spirit that will help you discover that very plan. There is a calling on your life today. Now let me ask you this question. How many of us go through life never considering the question, what has God called me to do? How many of us go through life, how many people go through life never considering the question, what has God called me to do? Because I believe this life is it's more than just being a good person. It's more than just being Christian. It's about fulfilling a specific purpose so what is your calling what is your purpose what is the Holy Spirit dealing with you about are you listening to that are you being sensitive to that are you seeking to discover what that might be if not it's time to ask the question God what is your plan for me what is your calling on my life the first thing he does is call us the second thing he does is send us he calls us he sends us Scripture says, pray the Lord of harvest of the harvest to send out laborers into the harvest. I think this, I think that as I was just kind of putting this together and thinking about this and dwelling over it the last few days, I think that oftentimes what God does is He puts us in a place before He even calls us. I think for most people that God places us somewhere and then He reveals once we've been placed there our purpose and what His plan for us is. That He plants us and then calls us and allows us to produce in that place that He's planted us. He sends us to a place and then reveals His purpose for us there. For many in this room, that's the case. You were sent and now you are to discover why you were sent. Why are you at that job? Why are you in that community? Why are you in that church? Why are you in this place that you're at in your life right now? Because I'll tell you why. God has a purpose for you there. He has a plan for you there. Wherever you are placed right now, you are planted there for a purpose. God has put you where He has put you because there is a harvest around you. John 4.35 says, Behold, I say to you, lift up your eyes and look at the fields, for they are already white for harvest. You are placed where you are placed because God has a plan for you in that place. So look up. Look up. Genesis 2.15 says, Then the Lord God took the man and put him in the Garden of Eden to tend it and keep it. When God set the precedent with Adam, that he placed, he prepared a place and he put him in that place and he said, Now that you're in this place, I want you to tend it and I want you to keep it. That precedent he set continues with us today. The plan's still the same. God's put us somewhere. Now tend where God's planted you. Everywhere you go, you are an atmosphere changer. You are a a climate shifter, right? You have the ability to change what is negative and move it to a positive. 
You have the power to do that because there is a creative force in you called the Holy Spirit that will work in you and through you to accomplish just that. When Jesus, when, when God started the plan of creation, it says that the, the Holy Spirit hovered over the darkness of the earth, right? He moved right in there where darkness thrived and He began to create from that point and shift the scene so that something good come out of what was originally bad. You're at that job for a reason. You're around those people for a reason. You have proximity to darkness for a reason. And it's not to be content with darkness. It's not to just sit and let it be. It is to go in there with the light of Jesus Christ as salt of the earth and to change that stuff to make it better. I believe this, I've always believed this, and I'm not going to let anybody convince me otherwise. And that is that a great church, or a, a good church can change a bad community. A good church can change a bad community. A good Christian can change a bad church. Where light invades darkness, light wins. Amen. And so we go in the power and the authority of God. That is the plan of the Holy Spirit. He's not leaving us out there all alone and by ourselves. He's accompanying us in the process and equipping us in the process. God set that precedent with Adam. It continues with us. God calls us, places us, and we're to tend and keep where we are planted. The place you're placed is the garden that you're to tend and keep. You're in that classroom for a reason. Not very much longer. Amen. All the teachers said amen. You're in that workplace for a reason. Do you hear that this morning? This is, this is us, right? This is, this is who we are. God, I, I don't want to be here. I don't want to work here. I don't want to labor here. There's not a Christian in this place. I'm all alone. I feel like I go into this situation and there's just darkness all around me. And I want you to get me in a place where there are people that are saved, that are loving. No, no, no. That's not the purpose. The purpose is to change where you're at today. God doesn't need more Christians in Christian environments. Amen. He needs them sprinkled throughout the darkness of this world to change those situations. And we're so internally focused that we only think about our own well-being and not the well-being of others around. You want to change your situation, change theirs. You, you want to shift the atmosphere of your life, shift the atmosphere of the, what surrounds you. My, my home life doesn't have to be what it is today. It can be better. My workplace doesn't have to be what it is today. It can be better. My church doesn't have to be what it is today. It can be better. Amen? I have the power of the Holy Spirit in my life to be a creative force for change in any environment that God places me. Amen? You shop at that grocery store for a reason. You go to that same gas station every single day for a reason. Find your reason. Find what your reason is. Find what surrounds you. You know, he says, I love Romans 12 in the Message Bible because it just breaks it down in such a way that it just makes it simple for all of us. Your everyday ordinary life is the garden that you are meant to tend and keep. When we think of calling, we relegate that to someone who's called to be a pastor, a teacher, a prophet, an evangelist, or an apostle. And we think of that as a vocational 
issue. When it is not vocation, it's about being a Christian. It's about serving God. Every single one of us are called. We're called to take our everyday, ordinary life and do something with it. Romans 12, 1 in the message says it like this. So here's what I want you to do. God helping you. Take that everyday, ordinary life, your sleeping, eating, going to work, walking around life, place it before God as an offering. Embracing what God does for you is the best thing you can do for Him. That is the key to tending the garden you're placed in. I am going to take what I am and use it for God's glory and purpose. I'm going to look for opportunities wherever I am to do something that fulfills the plan of God. The fruit of the Spirit, listen to this, the fruit of the Spirit is the key to the plan of the Spirit. The fruit of the Spirit is the key to the plan of the Spirit. Wherever I go, if I will consciously release the fruit of the Spirit in my life, the plan of the Spirit gets accomplished. If I go in love, if I go in joy, peace, long-suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control, I will automatically start to fulfill the plan of God around me. Because you can't release those things without changing the environment around you. God calls us, God sends us into a field of ministry, so tend your garden. What did God command Adam and Eve to do in that garden? He said in Genesis 1.28, Then God blessed them and God said to them, Be fruitful and multiply. Release the fruit of the Spirit, and by doing that, you multiply the kingdom of God. Be fruitful and multiply. The third thing He, says, he does for us, He calls us, He sends us, and He guides us. He guides us in our purpose and calling. He guides us every moment of every day and every work to accomplish the plan of God. He is the still small voice. He is the prompting to act. He is the conscious awareness of needs and challenges someone is facing. He is the encouragement to love and reach out to people along life's way. Our challenge is to be sensitive to Him in our overly busy and overly stimulated lives. How do I be sensitive? How am I sensitive to the Holy Spirit in my overly busy, overly stimulated lives? We were talking in Sunday school today. God takes the ordinary of our lives and uses it to impact the kingdom of God. I think I'm going to do one thing when God has a different plan in mind. And so if I will walk with a God consciousness, then I'm always available to be used as an opportunity. God, we may think we're just going to get milk, but God has a plan along the way. And there may be somebody that we encounter along that way that we have a chance to nudge them toward Jesus Christ a little bit more. With busyness, distractions, and all the demands that we have, the overabundance of noise around us, listening to the Holy Spirit can be challenging. It can be difficult at times to tune out everything and tune into Him. But we can do it. We can draw closer to Him. And here's how. Proximity to Him determines our ability to hear. Proximity to Him determines our ability to hear. The closer we are, the clearer His voice. Learning His voice, it takes familiarity. Familiarity makes it easier to hear God's voice. I know that voice. I've heard that voice many times in my life, right? Because I get familiar with it, I stay close to Him. Also learning His ways. When I am learning His ways, the consistency of who He is makes it also easier to hear His voice. We know that God always acts in the best interest of everyone. And so if God is prompting me to act in the best interest of someone else, that's His ways. I recognize that's His voice. His guidance in our lives is determined 
by our God consciousness. The Holy Spirit is here to help us to become more God conscious and God aware so we can sense and see where God is trying to take us and where God is trying to lead us, where God is trying to work and where God is trying to work through me. So many times this is what we do. We make what should be everyday common practice of hearing God. We sensationalize that to the point that it just creates distance and makes Him seem elusive when He is not. God is not hard to hear. God is not hard to connect with. He is a present help in time of trouble and He is ready to move in our lives if we will just simply allow Him to do that. The plan of the Holy Spirit is to be your partner. And the way He is your partner is He calls you, He sends you, and He guides you while you're going. Blake, would you come? He calls us, He sends us, and He guides us along the way. I mentioned earlier the fivefold ministry of the church. It's listed in Ephesians 4.11. He Himself gave some to be apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, teachers for the equipping of the saints, for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ. Have you noticed that what's not listed there is missionaries? And the reason the missionaries are not listed is because we are all called to be missionaries. We're all called to be missionaries in our homes and in our communities. We're all called to tend the field that we're planted in as the Holy Spirit guides us in that work. So find your calling. Find your field. Stand with me across this place. You are on a mission field right now. Again, John 4.35, Behold, I say to you, lift up your eyes and look at the fields, for they are already white for harvest. You never go wrong seeking more of God. And over the course of these next few weeks, that's the challenge to you. Let's seek more of God. God, where can I open my life up to you more? Where can I make some space for you to feel Where can I be sensitive to your plan, your calling, and the work that you've placed me to do right where I'm at? That's our goal. He is God with us. He is God with us, and He is working in us to complete God's plan. Father, I thank you this this morning for your spirit. For every person that's in this room, God, over the next few weeks, we are going to begin to seek you more and more. We're going to make room in our lives for you to operate and for you to fill. God, we're not content to remain where we currently are. We're on a journey with you. And so, Father, continue to take us to higher and higher places. Lift us by your spirit and life, Lord, inside of us. I thank you, Jesus. I thank you, Jesus. Father, I pray a blessing over each and every person in this room this morning. Lord, what you have done in these altars, what you have done in this place today, Lord, we thank you for that how you have touched lives, how you have encouraged people. Lord, we leave out of here lifted a little bit more. Father, this week we're going to seek you with everything that we have. Come back hungry and ready to serve your calling on our life. I pray your blessing. Father, also I ask that God in this place that you would just reveal your calling and your plan to each and every person in this room. Lord, they're a part of it. They're made for it. They're meant for it. 
And so, Father, as we seek that, I pray that, God, you make it clear and make it known. Lord, I pray that, God, we not only have teachers in this place, that we have spirit-led teachers in this place. God, that we don't have people that, that work in, in, uh, in services in our community, God, but people that are spirit-led working in those areas. Wherever their job is, Lord, we do it with the understanding that, God, you've given us anointing and your spirit is helping us to do it for the purpose of the kingdom of God. Lord, I just love you today and I thank you for all that you've done in this place. In Jesus' name, amen, amen, amen. We hope you have enjoyed and been encouraged by this message. We'd love for you to join us at the river on Sunday mornings at 9.45 for Sunday school and at 10.30 for morning worship. We also provide our midweek service for all ages on Wednesdays at 7 p.m. If you would like to support the various ministries at the river, please go to our giving tab. We would love for you to visit us at 1110 South Preston Street, Burkrenet, Texas. And as always, we encourage you to come experience life with us at the river.